Attention parents, what you're about to see is not suitable for kids. Shoot, it's not even suitable for some grown-ups. You might want to walk away now if you ain't into these type of things. I'm going to give the people what they want. Sensation, horror, shock. I'm going to deliver the goods because I'm alive and I'm not backing down. Cuckoo, cuckoo. Bring out your dead. Vomit-inducing thing. Hola, creepos! Welcome to another edition of your favorite true crime podcast, the show about creeps by creeps for you, creeps. I'm your host, Vinny Paulino, and some people call me the People's Champion. And joining me, as always, is my co-host. He is quite the creature. It's Carl. What is happening, Vinny Paulino? Good to see you in person again, my friend. That is, been a couple weeks. might be the nicest thing you have ever said to me. Well, last week we tried to do this remotely, which we should be able to do pretty easily, you would think, and we had a lot of problems. So it's going to be back in the studio. I will say that uh, last week I didn't come in because my wife had tested positive for COVID. She is still testing positive for COVID. I have been clear all week. I have not tested positive. It's funny. I took a test yesterday yep. because I was at a show where apparently someone had it. Yes, Fucking yes. Fucking marvelous. Yep. And uh, negatory. Very good. Look at us. Negatory. We're fucking immune, Being baby. a creep, man. I'm We're, telling you, it's the right way to be. COVID is scared. Correct. COVID fears Carl and Vinny. COVID's uncomfortable around us. <laughs> <laughs> COVID's like, eh, go to the next one. Yeah. Go to the next one. All so. right. So uh, last week, I forgot to play the recap. Here it comes. Hey everyone, Tucker Dixon here with your one and only official weekly recap. This week, Carl and Vinny tried to take on the Herculean task of trying to find not one, but two creeps in Hollywood whose name wasn't Harvey. So it sounds like Harvey Keitel is going to get away with it again. Carl's creep is a strong man who could throw women clear across the room while forcing four women to his crotch all at the same time. Whereas Vinny's creep only had one rule for his executive boardroom. You have to be a 15 to 17 year old male, you have to do copious amounts of drugs, and you have to have sex with him. Normally this would give a creep the edge, but I left out one thing about Carl's creep. He greenlit the show Friends. Yes! Ugh. Anyway, <laughs> Tucker, out. Responsible for Friends. I guess that didn't factor into the voting. Well, it didn't because, <sighs> ladies and gentlemen, it looks like Vinny has 59% of the votes. Fuck yeah! Exhaust your true believers. Thank you, everyone, for helping me. Beat Carl once again. The score is now one to one in this round. Please. I can hear the cheers from the rafters, ladies and gentlemen. You suck. Yeah, I do. At live streams. But not at <laughs> yes, this fucking correct, game. But you're good at the game, I guess. Not at this game. All right. So um, this week we're doing creepiest FBI agent. We were going to be doing creepiest FBI agent until yeah. we started trying to research it. And I think, Carl, you said it best when we chatted for a minute last night, he goes, Vinny, we're not going to find stories. They control the narrative. Yes. They, they're able to bury these stories. If somebody in the FBI did something wrong 70 years ago, you won't know about it. After spending about two days since this was like in the lead, I started looking for a creep. And the closest thing I could find was like 
just lists of FBI agents who are convicted of crimes. Right. But not no, what they did or how they did it. Yeah, there's nothing. It, like, I'm sure they're very interesting stories. So what we're going to do is we're going to revisit this category in a couple of weeks. We're going to kind of flush out the idea a little bit more. You did vote for it. We will not rip you off. We will do it. I think it's got to be like the intelligence communities at large or something. I don't know. Yeah. Even like, that's going to be tough. We didn't even know the NSA existed until, what, 12 years ago? <laughs> they are pretending that didn't even exist. How the fuck are we going to find out an agent from the NSA in the 80s and what they were up to? It's impossible. I know. I know. And it doesn't help. And we know they're up to something. We know they're up to something. It doesn't help that they share offices with Google and Facebook and Amazon. So those companies are going to not be helping us get to that information. You know what? I got an idea. I got an idea what we'll do. And What's I wish that? I thought of this last night because the show would be completely different. Okay. For the next one, why don't we do this? creepiest agency and we <laughs> just, could just pick just one a, just pick one of the agencies yeah just any three-letter acronym agency out uh, there i call cia i call cia <laughs> yeah, that's fine <laughs> it's a lot more information about the nsa thanks to mr snowden all right i call nsa dude if if you had me out here trying to explain which is the creepiest agency this would be a 12-hour broadcast i'd have to get started on my homework right now yeah i'm sure you already have that. half of it done <laughs> and that wood paneled basement here is possible but right. we're not doing that. Instead, we are doing what came in second place, which is creepiest Undertaker. Yeah, I use the term Undertaker. We all know why I use the term Undertaker. I'm not giving someone drink. A no, <laughs> no, I'm not bringing up anything. I use the term the dog whistle. Is a dog whistle on the bingo board? I'm dog whistling pro wrestling fans. <laughs> I guess you could include anyone who practices. The mortuary sciences. Yeah, or works at a morgue or something yeah. like that. Not like in the hospital. Got to be like a morgue. They got to be involved in that business, I think, is the rule. They shouldn't be the ones killing the bodies. They should come in contact with them after they've been killed. Correct. Right. Now, Which is why the hospital wouldn't count. Correct. I am ready to get this thing started. You want, so you go first. Vinny, ring the bell. I'll tell you about my undertaker. My creep today is the absolute... Worst type of creep. Ooh, it's the lady. That's right. You're already winning the argument, my friend. My <laughs> creep's name is Karen Green. And she's a Karen? Oh, God. All right, yep. you win. Yep, 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 yep. <laughs> Moving on. She was a strange young woman. She loved the occult and decided to follow her dream into the mortuary sciences. Now, are they called the mortuary sciences? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I found that out. It's cool. freaky. 1979, Carl, she made national headlines while working as an embalmer. One day, she's what, driving- was she like the best embalmer ever? So she won like an award or something for it? No. She, she won an embalby? <laughs> <laughs> no. No, okay. No, Carl. She drove off in a hearse mm -hmm. with a dead body in it. That she okay. was supposed to be taking to the cemetery for the funeral. Sure. The family is standing there waiting for the hearse. Mm -hmm. There they see it. They see her driving. And then they see a U-turn. Just tires squealing. And this car went the other way. Uh-huh. So obviously the family was confused. I'm picturing like the cops in Dukes of Hazard getting into their cars real quick and starting to chase her. <laughs> going over <laughs> No, no, no. There was no bootlegging going on. Okay. This Karen disappeared with this body for days. Okay. She's eventually found one county over. <laughs> didn't get very far. She didn't hurts. get very far, but she was hiding in some gas, type of cabin. Gas is expensive. And... <laughs> 
they when they found her, she was been trying to overdose on Tylenol with codeine. Can you do that? I don't think so. Don't she think didn't so. do it well. Yeah. Either way, they pumped it. They pumped her stomach, and they found the body. They found the hearse, and when they opened up the casket to make sure that the body was not disturbed, they found something quite interesting. Car, would you like to guess what they found? Um, was it cunt juice? <laughs> Yeah. Uh, I'm wild up today. Yes. I'm sorry. <laughs> what did they find there, Vinny? They found a four and a half page letter. <laughs> what? Her, her fucking suicide note. Okay. Her four and a half page long suicide note. She left it in the casket with the body. Now, what did it say? It said, well, I don't know how to commit suicide. Are you sure, sure I'm bad at this committing suicide thing? Is that what it said? Boy, is my face red. It was a letter confessing to having amorous relations with over 20 to 40 dead men's bodies while working at this morgue. Okay. I don't know how that works. You're going to We're going to talk about to it. Viagra is great. Don't get me wrong, but I don't think that's going to do it. Well, the letter said, why do I do it? Why, why, fear or love, relationships, no romance ever hurt like this. It's the pits. I'm a morgue rat. This is my rat hole, perhaps my grave. That's what was in her letter. Now, she's going to be charged with something. She survived this. She stole a body, stole a hearse. Uh, She's fucking corpses. Would you like to guess what she was charged with, Carl? Fucking corpses? No. Oh, okay. Because apparently in California at the time, there was no law against it. You know what? I'm glad that there's no law against fucking corpses. It tells me the society's going well. Why? You as think there's a there's chance laws? you might actually get laid again? No. <laughs> My wife's not that old. As soon as ah! there are laws. <laughs> She's all covid though. The fact that you have to pass that law is a bad day for society, Well, I'd, I'd have to say. Because of Karen, the law was passed. I will should we, say that. Should we make this fucking dead people illegal? Yeah, I, I think we probably should. Yeah. She was charged with stealing the body okay. and the hearse. She got 11 days in jail and a $255 fine. Okay. <laughs> okay. She was placed on two years of probation with yeah. medical treatment recommended. Okay. Meanwhile, the mother of the dead man whose body she stole sued, claiming that the incident scarred her psyche. She asked for a million bucks, but she ended up settling for $117,000. From who? Did she have that kind of money? I think she got a lot of it from like the funeral home and stuff. I think she was suing everybody. Oh, but okay. That is what is publicly known. Mm-hmm. Because you would assume after this happens, you would disappear. Yes. And you would hide your head. You're right. done. Yep. You could start a new leaf in your life. Well, turn over a new leaf, I believe is what you do. I believe that is correct. You could turn over a new green leaf. She sat down in 1987 for her one and only interview with a gentleman by the name of Jim Morton. And this was published in a document in a, uh, some type of uh, magazine called Apocalypse Culture. Now, I'm going to read to you folks. I love Apocalypse Culture. What a great magazine that is. Real page turner. Well, this is fucking ridiculous. Ladies and gentlemen, get your barf buckets ready. All right. Because they did a full interview with this woman, and I'm going to read to you folks some of the highlights. The first question, I love this because you know I do interviews every week for the Carlson cast. Yeah. And you have to soften people up a little bit. This is how the guy started. Do you miss working in funeral homes? (laughs) (laughs) She goes, yes, terribly. Even if I wasn't a necrophile, I like mortuary work. I enjoy embalming and everything, except for obese people. The bodies I hated working on most were obese people. Specifically, if they'd been autopsied, their guts would slide out on the floor and shit. 
and it's all this melty fat. You hate fat people too, but for different reasons. I guess a broken clock is right twice a day. You guys have that in common. That's interesting. Yes, yes. So I just thought that was really funny. Now, this is the tone of the interview. Yeah. This is a woman who was fucking corpses, and she's like, oh, the fucking fat ones were the worst. Well, in her defense, the question w- wasn't, who were you fucking? It was, do you miss it? Yeah, that was the softball. Yeah, and that's a good answer. And you know what? Yes or no answers, right? Right. Elaborate a little bit. Now, in the civil trial, he asked her, did any of these morticians ever testify for you or against you at this trial? She said... One funeral director testified on behalf of funeral practices. He was asked how often necrophilia occurs. He said it's almost unheard of in his profession. That's a major lie. That's a good answer. Necrophilia is more prevalent than most people imagine. Funeral homes just don't report it. Okay. Uh, There was one place that I broke into, and I know that they knew something was wrong. They actually caught me in the act and let me get away. I'm still not understanding how this works. I'm good. We're couple, getting there. We're getting there. A couple digits in her or something. And another place I was working, this guy came up to me and said, someone's been messing with the body. It looks like they were trying to fuck the body. I said, oh my goodness, really? Like she played dumb. Uh-huh. I think they figured it out later. I know they know now. One mortician I worked with used to like to use a needle called a trocar, which is a large hollow needle used to suction fluids from corpses. And what he used to like to do with it is push it up inside any male cadaver's dick. And then he would say, oh, look, the corpse has got a boner. Ugh. That's not funny. Yeah, you're not laughing, are you? No. It's not fun. Yeah. Nothing fun about that. Yeah. I, I was reading this, and I was kind of... You say you were caught in the act of necrophilia once. Can you tell us a little bit more about that, Karen? Yeah, that's a good follow-up. Uh Yeah, I tried to kill myself and was living at a halfway house a couple of blocks up from this funeral home. I decided to go to a mausoleum and try to kill myself again. She's really bad at killing herself, folks. No shit. The mausoleum had a door connecting it to the mortuary. I was sitting in there, really depressed, when just for the hell of it, I decided to try running my driver's license along the edge of the door. And click, the door popped open. Sure. (laughs) Sounds logical. I couldn't believe it. Sure. So I went into the prep room. And there happened to be a body in there. Uh, I had me some fun. That's a quote. I'm not buying any of this. When you're suicidal, you're not, you're not also horny. Those two things are not happening at the same Listen time. Listen to what she said. I'm depressed. I'm suicidal. And God, am I wet. She said, I did my thing and forgot all about killing myself. Well, that's good. Yeah. Not all you really. need is love, I believe the Beatles said. I told Love folks- is all you need. I told the folks at the halfway house that I stayed the night with friends. I went in there several more times. Sometimes there were absolutely no bodies, so I turned around and snuck back out. Uh, About a week later, I snuck back into the funeral home. I was on the prep table having, quote, a good old time when all of a sudden I felt like there was somebody nearby. Next thing I heard people walking down the hallway. Ooh, alive people? Gross! You're not supposed to be in here! (laughs) Do you mind? My clothes were in quite a state of disarray. I had blood on me and everything else. It had been an autopsy case. Ugh. It's terrible. (sighs) There was a casket with the lid open in the side casket room, so I ran in and hid behind it. The casket was on a church truck, so they couldn't see me, but they could see my legs. Now it's turning into Scooby-Doo. She has to, like, put on outfits, pretend she's one of the dead people. (laughs) As they walk by, like, wait a second. That's hysterical. <laughs> That's pretty much what it is. So they're like, there's so many fucking up body in here. And she's just fucking freezing. Oh, 
And they're like, hey, you behind the casket. That's exactly what she did. Yeah. One of them said, you go get the gun and call the cops. I'll stay down here. I knew I only had one chance then, so I busted out and ran. I knew the layout of the place, so I just ran down the hall and out of the place and out of the cemetery. At the time, I still had a friend who worked at a funeral home, and he said, somebody broke into the funeral home. They know it was you. Yeah. That's funny. So this girl is really weird, man. Like, her comfort level with necrophilia is fucking disturbing. Okay. Yeah, she this jumped woman, right into it. This isn't something she eased herself into, is it? Now Carl, she found herself a boyfriend and was like, "I'm settling down. This is it." She said they put it in an alarm after that. I think they called the police, but there was never any charges. I'm sure they didn't want the publicity. That was the last time I got very close, except for I've broken into a few tombs. Oh wow! Okay. So she's going to. She's an embalmer. She's just like, I can't get enough of it. I can't work in the field anymore. So now I'm just running around having a good old time. They asked her, how did you do it? Yes, thank you. That's my question. Yeah. I'm just going along with this interview because it's fucking fascinating. Yes, that's the question. People ask questions like that. Even people who seem pretty cool seem to have open minds. Then you tell them, they say, (laughs) that's very interesting. They don't want to have too much to do with me after that. I don't mind telling people how I do it. It doesn't matter to me. But anyone adept sexually shouldn't even have to ask Carl. I feel like I'm not cool in her eyes. She uh, in is her eyes. such a fucking snarky bitch, I know. Too. I was wondering the same thing. I guess that's the uh, equivalent of asking like a trans woman if she still has her penis. Right? Yeah. It's very yeah. offensive to ask someone who fucks corpses. You cannot ask them. Yeah. They're like, really? I mean, you're going to ask me that? Yeah. It's very offensive. Doesn't everybody fuck a corpse the same way, Carl? Yeah, right? One leg at a time. <laughs> One leg at a time. So she said, people have this misconception yeah. that there has to be penetration for sexual gratification. Okay. Which is bullshit. Okay. The most sensitive part of a woman is the front area anyway. That's and what my that, wife keeps telling me, too. I'm like, I don't know. I don't think so. I don't think that's true. <laughs> I'm Why don't you just it? try to ride it some more? Uh, <laughs> She says, in the front area anyway, and that is what needed to be stimulated. Okay. Now, she talked about how she also enjoyed the smell of death, Carl. This mm. is another great question. Okay. She said- Wait, I'm not done with her rubbing her clit on dead people. Are we oh, no. moving on from that? What's going on? Like, what, what part of the dead person is she rubbing it on? I'm guessing- Is she getting it up on top of the guy? It says she's 69 them sometimes. So that oh, means she's- the nose. Nose will, nose will do it. Nose yep. and face. Yep. 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 Okay. And uh, I'm guessing dead genitals- yeah, I don't know. That's what Maybe I was wondering. Maybe she stuck one of those needles in there and made a little stiffy. I don't she think so. She learned from the other guy? I doubt it. Uh, sure. The smell of death you enjoy? Sure. I find the odor of death very erotic. There are death odors, and then there are death odors. Now you get your body that's the, been floating in the bay for two weeks or a burn victim. That really doesn't attract me much. But a freshly embalmed corpse is something else. There's also this attraction to blood. When you're on top of a body, it tends to purge blood out of its mouth. Oh, that's hot. Well, you're making <laughs> passionate love. You'd have to be there, I guess. Maybe she just had her period and was 69ing it. Maybe it was never the person's She's blood. Fucking. Are you kidding me? She's fucking corpses enough, Carl, that there's blood coming out of them, out of their mouths. Also, I like that she doesn't mind the smell. I, you know, she finds it erotic. I think that her and I could actually, uh, we could maybe make this thing work because, uh, my wife's not a fan of how I make the bed smell, but uh, this woman sounds like she'd just be able to push right through. Yeah, she's a real trooper, all right. <laughs> yep. So 
this is 1987. Okay. The interviewer asks her a serious question. He says, ah, oh, well, you have to be careful with all the AIDS going around. Ah, yes, yes. And she goes, well, that's the reason I haven't tried anything lately. Oh, good. She's yeah. scared. I'm sure I'd have scared found a way <laughs> to get into one of these funeral homes by now. But the group I find attractive, young men in their 20s, are the ones who are dying of AIDS. Okay. Then they followed up this question. Did you usually attend the funerals of your corpse lovers? Interesting. Yeah, all right. That's a good that question. Is, I wouldn't have thought to ask that. Yeah. I like that uh, her boyfriend's stiff and she's scared stiff. It's good. It, keep, it keeps you from doing things you shouldn't be doing. She was worried about catching the AIDS from the corpses. Yes. It doesn't sound plausible, but Dr. Fauci probably said you could do it, so stay away. <laughs> wear a mask. Yeah, wear, wear, if you're going to fuck a dead corpse, you wear a mask. You have to put a mask on the corpse, <laughs> yes. and you have to put a mask on yourself. <laughs> Did you usually attend the funerals of your corpse lovers? Yeah, it was convenient working in the funeral homes. I get to drive out to the cemetery with the family. I get to mourn right along with the family at the loss of that loved one. Except I was groaning in a little different tone. Oh, God. The creep. Why is she yep. doing this interview? <laughs> What's wrong with her? People can't really tell if you're grief-stricken or passion-stricken, I've discovered. Mm -hmm. I've had members of the families put their arms around me and say, we're so glad you could come. Yeah, I think people assume that you're grief stricken because you're at a funeral. Yeah. I think that that's the assumption. They can't even tell. Well, we we assume you're not a horrible yeah. person. They so. they realized something was wrong when she was just grinding the, the tombstones. Yes. Yeah. Uh, okay. she Don't says, get me off one more time. She says after they would talk to her, she'd have to spin this whole big yarn. Ugh. Yeah, I knew him in school. If the guy didn't have a girlfriend in life, they're like, oh, maybe she was his girlfriend. After a detailed interview... After this interview came out, Carl, yeah. she changed her name and moved to another city, which is the last time she's ever spoken publicly. Now, so she learned her lesson. We don't know that. Well, she changed her name and moved, so she understood that this was not a good look for her. Yeah. Well, that means that she went to another place, so maybe she'd get a fresh start yeah. and find a new funeral home that didn't have as nice a lock. You know, there's probably a lot of guys who are thinking, even after I die, I'm still getting laid. All right. Sign me up. <laughs> This fucking lunatic. Now, her story inspired a 1992 short story, We Seldom Look on Love, which turned inspired the 1996 Canadian independent film, Kissed. They made a movie about this. Well, of course they did. It's a fascinating story. And the main character was a young woman working as an embalmer, fascinated with dead bodies and engaged in necrophilia, played by Molly Parker. Who's Molly Parker? She no hot? clue. Uh, did you look her up? No. Do you know what this woman looks like? Is yes, want to see a picture of her? Yeah, I want to see a picture. That's oh. the only picture I could find. All of her. right. Well, she looks like she might be. It's hard to tell. That's a corpse fucker right there. Yeah, it's hard, to, it's hard to tell. I don't. I don't think I like it. Yeah, Molly Parker's portrayal of the controversial role earned her an award for quote performance and of an embalmy. <laughs> she what won was an embalmy. An embalmy. That's it. <laughs> uh, she won an award for performance by an actress in a leading role at the 18th Genie Awards. I guess that's some Canadian bullshit. Whatever. As of 1996, Greenlee was reported to be touring North America with her poetry, conferencing about necrophilia and sexual liberation. Okay, so this other woman's now making a living off of this? No, she's doing it. She's going out and still touring under her name. She lives somewhere and she's hidden, but she's written poetry and stuff that she's released because she is so not sorry for this shit. She's not hiding. I thought you said she was. She changed her name and she's hiding. We don't know what happened to her. They don't know where she lives. She's lived, on but tour? She's really, yeah, but... <laughs> 
she Maybe lives I'm... somewhere under an assumed name, and she shows up places as Karen Greenlee. Okay. And there's apparently a whole fucking convention of these people that are into necrophilia. Okay. So she's like a fucking hero to them. Okay. She's the hero of the necrophiles. Ugh. Still better than Stuttering John. <laughs> yeah, man. And she used to lo- like, here's some of her poetry. She, there's, oh, this is Jesus audio of it. This is her. Um, this is her talking about a summer night's tryst she had with one of the corpses. And this is her in the throes of passion. Yep, that's her. All Moving right. On. Are we good? <laughs> you say voted up. <laughs> I said moving on. Moving on. All right. Very good. I will bring you a man named Kenneth Douglas. And Vinny, you know what they like to say? And they used to say this to me when I was a, a young man. Do what you love and never work a day in your life. And Kenneth Douglas is one of these people who fulfilled his dreams in life. I don't feel like his dreams were that out of the realm of reality. If his dream was to work in a funeral home. More so than just work in a funeral home, although he did hold down a position for quite some time. Now, you expect that the bodies of murder victims entrusted to the coroner's office for autopsy would be safe and protected. But there's a former employee who's in jail right now for sexually abusing corpses. All right, we're going to Hamilton County in Ohio. And so you have the coroner's office where it's all bodies that they need to do autopsies on. Yeah, yeah. And uh, sometimes they don't come in in the best of shape. Sure. Let's hear about Karen Range's story. Karen Range grew up in Cincinnati with her mother and several siblings. She enjoyed animals and was planning to go to veterinary school. She was proud of her virginity, abstaining from sex until she would be married. Karen was murdered by a door-to-door salesman on October 19, 1982. She was only 19 years old. Karen was admitted to the morgue on August 20th, 1982. Now, this is a crazy story, Vinny, because what happened was yeah, this guy- Yeah, I don't like where it's going. This guy, David Steffen, posing as a door-to-door salesman, just came in and murdered this girl. They talk right. about how like things are more dangerous nowadays. Like This is the early 80s. This guy's just going door-to-door murdering- Teenagers. Anyway. Murderer. <laughs> murderer here. Open up. Hope it's not that pesky land shark again. Nope. No, it's a murderer. Nope. Got a knife. <laughs> so he uh, he beat the teenager, stuffed a rag in her mouth, and slashed her throat with a paring knife with such force he nearly took her head off. Yeah. This is the body that's going to. Uh, with a paring knife? Yeah. That is not the best shaped body. So Stefan pleaded guilty to murdering Range, but while he admitted to attempting to rape her, swore up and down that he never actually completed any sexual aspect of the crime. Now, investigators didn't believe him since the medical exam found semen inside and all over the victim's body. Eey. Yeah. So he got put away for both Well, how did this get And there? rape. Fast forward. This is 1982. Fast forward, 2008. And DNA technology has come along to the point where they're able to test, hey, I wonder if that was that David Steffen door-to-door salesperson who had sex with this uh, 19-year-old virgin. Well, turns out that DNA belonged to our buddy, Kenneth Douglas. I do remember going in the freezer, pulling in one of the rooms in the back. 
Okay. And what happened? I had sex with her. Kenneth Douglas admitted to sexually assaulting Appling's daughter Charlene, Angel Hicks, and Karen Range during his time at the morgue in the 80s. I would just get on top of and pull my pants down. These crimes did not come to light until years later. It was not until 2008 that DNA from the victims was linked to Kenneth Douglas. All right, so he admits right there to having sex with three different murdered teenagers. And they're not coming to him in the best of shape, as I mentioned. The one woman's head was almost cut completely off. I figure nobody noticed. Yeah, well, guess what? Nobody did notice. I mean, what a fucking simpleton this guy sounds like, too. Oh, he, yeah. Nobody did notice for a very long time, Vinny. Douglas had access to the bodies at the morgue every day from 1976 until 1992. So... Once they discovered the it was DNA, a good run. yeah. Once they discovered the DNA from this one woman, do you have the glory days drop for that? They start. I probably should have played. Wheeling this in those corpses. So he's working there the whole time. They didn't discover this until uh, 2008, and that's when they questioned him about this, and he went ahead. And Who are admitted. these busybodies retesting all this DNA? <laughs> That's a great question. You know what it is, actually? It's this guy, David Steffen, and his pesky attorney, because he was on death row. And he's going, I didn't even rape the bitch. I tried, and I wasn't able to. Why am I on death row? Anyway. Well, you chopped her head off. He did chop her head off, but I guess the, the rape part. But I did not rape that but girl. But I did not rape her. So, so this is um, him now, Kenneth Douglas admitting that he did have sex with corpses. And even he isn't sure how many corpses he abused. So it could be as many as 20. It could be 100. According to Kenneth Delicus, it could have been 100 corpses. How many did you say that your Karen was up to? About 20 four, to 40? 20 to 40 was the estimate. All right. Yeah, this guy's over 100. What do you think drives this type of behavior? If Wanting you had to come. <laughs> I'm guessing wanting to come and having no living human wanting to have any interaction with you at all. Close. Douglas says he committed these crimes because he was under the influence of drugs and alcohol on the job. If I wasn't drinking, I hadn't had anything to drink when I went to work, it wouldn't happen. Or I would, I would do crack and go in and I would drink and go in. He would do crack. Oh, God. And then next thing you know, he's fucking a dead body. So your guy at least has an excuse. Yes. <laughs> He's got a real good excuse. He used to drink and do drugs a lot. Yeah, my girl was just like, yeah, the smell turns me on. Well, this is funny, speaking of the smell, because um, he shared a car with his wife. They were a one-car family. So she oh. would drop him off at work to work his overnight shift and then come and pick him up after was in the morning. Was he smoking the crack in the car? Well, he was smoking the crack at work, and he was drinking at work, and he would smell pretty boozy by the time he got in the car. And the wife got real suspicious of what was going on while he was at work. Douglas's wife claims she called the morgue supervisor about her husband smelling like alcohol and... And I told him, I said, we're down to one car. More often than not, I'm dropping Kenny off and I'm picking him up. And I'm taking him home. He gets undressed and he reeks up. Appling's attorney put it in terms that we can use on TV. Her husband was also coming home from work, as she put it, smelling like sex. What she said was he smelled like pussy. She came on to me. <laughs> yeah, he's, so he's, he smells like alcohol and pussy. 
after his shift at the morgue. If you can imagine what that's like. Could you imagine being in a morgue on crack? <laughs> no. I don't know what I don't know what that would be like. Not fun, or maybe a lot of fun. I don't know. So she goes ahead and calls. All I know is I would need a drink. She calls them and says, hey, just so you know, something's going on with my husband. Douglas's wife claims the morgue supervisor told her to stop calling. Bernie said, Pat, whatever happens on county property and county time is county business. What happens on county <laughs> yeah. property stays on county Yeah, yeah property. it's like it's Vegas. I know. That way, that did not go over well. That came back to bite the county in court. Where yeah. they, their attitude is like, oh, yeah, he's supposed to use fucking dead people all night? Well, too bad. Yeah, what does that say about your pussy lady? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what does that say about your pussy? Look, it almost like strange, but... Now stop calling. <laughs> you're supposed to be fucking rotten. Holy shit. Well, I have good news for you. He wasn't just fucking dead people. It wasn't only corpses. A morgue employee who worked with Douglas testified that he would bring live women in at night and have sex with them. Imagine if you're a prostitute or an escort or whatever these women of the night are. I do do bonus shows for Patreon. I know what it's like to be a whore. Yes. And imagine if they're like, all right, where are we going to do this? At the morgue. I want you to meet my other girlfriends. They're not good prostitutes, Carl. No, that's a good They're point. They're not high-end call girls. That That's true. They're probably not even complaining about it. How was the... Uh, They're just like, oh, this is nice. How was the gig at the morgue? She's like, fine. <laughs> it's fine. At least there was some place to lay this time. How was the gig? Do you think I'm used to alleys. Is that how pimps ask about that? How was that gig last night? Yeah. Probably not. Uh, so then they asked the question, is, did he ever have to, like, unzip a body bag in order to fuck these brats? Did you ever have to um, unzip body bags to, to see the women? A few or, of them. Okay, some of them? A few of them. Okay. I think Karen was one of them. Okay. The first one. Right. What a stupid question. <laughs> yeah, of course. How do you fuck them? Do you fuck your wife through her clothes? <laughs> exactly. Consider Considering her skirt, all right? You call it a body bag, I call it a big skirt that I got to get through. I may be a crackhead, but I already know the answer to that. <laughs> well, he does say that he wasn't always penetrating the women. So I can't actually remember, but I do remember sometimes I would, I would just, just masturbate. masturbate right? well, but, and I would have my hands on Jacking it, jacking it, jacking it, jack. Spanking it, jacking it, spanking it, smack. So he'd be like feeling up the corpse, like grabbing the boobs and grabbing the buttocks while just jerking off all over it. And uh, he got away with this for a very long time. And you ready for the kicker on this one? Yeah. Kenneth Douglas, now 62, is out of prison and by all known accounts is keeping a low profile. So he is also free and clear after admitting to fucking over 100 corpses. Yeah, but did he have to pay a $225 fine? <laughs> I don't think so. I don't know what the fine was for this. My, but, my uh, lady got 40, did 40 corpses 11 days in a fine in California. The state that we're all bitching about is so overly restricted. Yeah. The 70s in California had to be amazing. Yeah, they're not focused on the right things over there, are they? They aren't. I was born in 82 in San Diego. No wonder I turn out the way I am. Oh, you're blaming San Diego? <laughs> eh, just that California mentality. It's not their fault. So I get my carefree attitude. So go vote for Kenneth Douglas, please, for uh, Creepiest Undertaker on, uh, what is it, thecreepoff.com. Ladies and gentlemen, you go vote for a crackhead, or you can vote for a legitimate creep who got turned on by dead bodies.
Thank you. <laughs> We're going to do some voicemails. Are you ready, Carl? Yeah, let's do it. All right. The Creep Off voicemail segment is brought to you by the city of Syracuse, home to the Beef Jerky Outlet. Come see the parts of the cow that Slim Jim's turned down. <laughs> see you in Syracuse. Here's someone calling in to tell me I'm stupid. Vinny, you dumb fuck. Uh, yeah, Superman Returns wasn't that great, and Brian Singer is a kid fucker. Sure, but he hadn't. He had not that much to do with uh, X Men Three: The Last Stand. That was, uh, I think, it was Brett Ratner that directed that. Uh, Singer, mm-hmm. I don't know, he was too busy fucking kids after uh, X Men Two. Uh, but yeah, so you're an idiot. And wrong, and just because of that, I kind of want to vote for Carl. I don't know if I will, though, because your guy was kind of creepy. So, fuck yourselves and smooches. All right, first off, you nerd. I mean, you guys shut this whole thing down with just this. Yeah. Ain't no fact-checking. I was hoping you would. Strong policy on this show about fact-checking. 100%. By the way, rap's coming to the club in a couple weeks. Yeah, I'm uh, going to be your MC. Oh, yeah? You're yeah. MCing that show? Yeah, so listen, I don't know if I'm allowed to say this yet, but there's a certain show with a pal of yours that's coming to the club. Oh, cool. In March. I'll give you a clue. I was bumped for him on the Cardiff Electric show, and I was supposedly going to be doing five shows with him. Wait, does any chance does he sound like this? Welcome to Who Are These Podcasts? White Power. Well, it's not officially announced, so okay. I couldn't say. All right, but exactly enough. like that, yes. Hi, this is High Pitch Eric, and you're listening to Who Are These Podcasts? Chinese people smell. So if you want to hear that type of material, march here in Rochester. Here's a voicemail for you, Carl. All right. Hey, I had to call. I just wanted to appreciate uh, Carl's joke that went unappreciated during the show with his amazing race. TV show being about white people. That was a really funny joke. There you go. There's your credit. Congratulations. I stole that from uh, who's the guy uh, with the really hard to pronounce name from The Hangover? Ken Jong. No. <laughs> Zach uh, Galifianakis. Yeah. All right. So uh, here we go. This is my favorite voicemail of the week. Cowboy shit. Cowboy shit, cowboy shit, cowboy shit. Holy hell. That AEW final match at full gear between Hangman Page and Kenny Omega was phenomenal. phenomenal. It was great. That was a good time. I hope you had as much fun as I did. Call him back, Prep Boy Rick out. Thanks, Prep Boy Rick. I hope you enjoyed that pay-per-view. It was very late, but boy... It was a lot of fun. Vinny, 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 Vinny. My boy MJF took out that piece of shit Darby Allen. Are you just trying to play people's bingo boards for them? Is Prep Boy Rick in on this? Does he have that square on his bingo board? What's going on? Well, right I now? didn't bring it up. He did, so I don't know if it counts. Vinny, Vinny, Vinny. Uh, all right. So, for those of you who don't know about this yet, you can play a bingo game along with the show every week now. Tucker uh, Cal- Dixon, I believe, created this for us. Yeah, Thank yeah. you, Tucker. So, Tucker is going to be running it. The details, we tweeted them. Make sure you're following us at Twitter at CreepOffPod. Uh, can I tell you something? Bingo game? Yeah. So, apparently, I say the uh, phrase fair enough quite a bit. Yes. This is something I didn't know about myself until I started the bingo board. And then I'm I'm editing WATP yesterday. And I'm like, oh my fucking god! I'm editing out myself saying, "Fair Might enough." Might as well be a fucking free space. <laughs> I 
Seriously. Carl is Get late. Out of the way. Carl said fair enough. All free spaces. It's a good I board. wasn't late today. You were early. I was early. Yeah, so fuck all of you guys wrong. But if you did have technical stream issues, you got that. That's a fair. Yeah, we got to fix that. I don't want that to be. Folks, I don't know what's week. going on. I think there's a problem with the internet here. Um, there has been. We're going to call. We're going to get equipment changed out. I'm sorry, guys. It's not me. I'm not hitting buttons to fuck shit up. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. See, this is the this is the Vinny thing. It's not my fault. Don't blame me. I apologize. Please forgive me. Oh, just keep blaming me. Just keep. I'm just saying that when you apologize for all these technical problems. Carl does not deserve to smell my shit. Fuck you, dude. <laughs> you got any voicemails? Fuck you! I do not. All right. I guess it's time for a scum stream. Let's get into the scum parade. I oh, I, st- I fucked up my own show. Oh. <laughs> That's all right. Well, fuck it since you said it. I want a scum stream with Carl and This is a bonus show uh, shit right here. Yeah. Speaking of which, you want to do that Dan Schneider episode this week? Yes. Let's do that. Still going, huh? Yeah, stop it. Well, let's see. Is it, gonna, is it gonna end? Oh, look at that. It ends. Good old another Carl ballad that goes on too long. Shocker. <laughs> God damn. By the third chorus, you're like, all right, we get it. It's a scum stream. One of these days, I'm gonna play that whole thing you wrote to me for Shoot to Throw. Oh, it's yeah, like yeah, four yeah. minutes long. I think I think I played that entire song on one of our first episodes out oh, here. Oh god. It is All right. It's too long. A uh, Florida inmate charged with assaulting his roommate told cops that he had a good excuse for it. Okay. He said the victim farts too much and was stinking up the cell. Mm, okay. I, I can see that being a problem in those living quarters. Yes. So now I have uh, learned my lesson from two weeks ago. I will not be playing four minutes of farts while we talk about this. I am actually shocked that you're restraining yourself. It's very impressive. I'm trying to be a good guy today. He also failed to give courtesy flushes after using their shared toilet. According to an arrest report, investigators allege that Christopher Cowan, 33, pummeled Armando Dominguez Cuavedo, 57, during a confrontation Thursday night inside their cell at the Monroe County Detention Center in Key West. So the irony here is that he ended up beating the shit out of him, which is not going to help the situation. Quavedo has been locked up on a 40,000 bond and has been in custody since February on arrest for aggravated battery and a decent exposure. Okay. During an interview at a hospital emergency room, he said he was cleaning the toilet when Callan grabbed him by the shirt and began punching him in the face and the ribs. Cops noted that he had no idea why he was being attacked out of the blue and it seemed random. The attack left uh, Quavedo with two missing teeth, a broken rib, and swollen and bruised lips and left orbital socket. Uh, broken left orbital socket, yes. right? Yeah, yeah, yes, yes. Yeah, I know. I was I was reading this to my wife, and she was actually siding with Kalen on this. She's like, "Yeah, that's yeah. that's he got what he deserved on that one." Yeah, she wishes she could take you. No courtesy flushes. <laughs> What's wrong with this fucking guy? When questioned by the cops, whose knuckles were red and bloody, appeared to provide a motive for the assault, complaining about his cellmate's flatulence and toilet habits. He also complained that Dominguez Covado quote speaks weird languages. Yeah, out of his butt. <laughs> I'll take it this week. Don't you worry. <laughs> I got you covered, buddy. Bravo. 
According to the arrest report, Keller was charged yesterday of aggravated battery by an inmate, a felony for which he is scheduled to be arraigned November 19th. A judge just ordered Callan to have no contact with him. So you imagine they're just sitting on either side of the cell not talking to each other. <laughs> They'd have to draw the line down the middle. You, you can be on your side and I'll be on my side. You can't cross over here. Yeah, well, the toilet's on my side now, <laughs> Armando. I'm going to go ahead and throw this out there, Vinny. I have a feeling that it wasn't really just about the farting. I, I think that maybe something built up over time and like that was the final straw would be my guess. I feel like this guy thought that the, the guards would just go with him on it. Oh, well, he's farting all the time. Go right ahead. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I don't know jail culture. He it's terrifying. Him, he beat him to an inch of his life. I mean, this was this was not a harmless uh, spat that they had. No. All over a harmless spat. Okay. I got it. A former high school basketball coach is being investigated by the Rhode Island Attorney General's office after former players came forward to say he, for years, asked male students to disrobe well alone with him so he could perform what he called, quote, body fat tests. Okay, yeah. You've had a body fat test before, right, Vinny? Yeah, I passed. Yeah. (laughs) Fine colors. Yeah, I mean, you got to, like, take off all your clothes and do jumping jacks in front of, like, grown men, right? No. Oh. Never had to do that. Oh, you don't have to do that? Nope. Weird. Nope. I, I actually, you know when they do that hernia test when you were in like school? Yeah. Yeah. That I almost called the police. Like, <laughs> You're right. Really, yeah. so upset. This guy's what touching my fuck? balls. That guy touched my balls last year too. Why would anyone believe me? You mean he's touching everyone's balls? <laughs> Get the principal in here. Uh, Why and- did we have those hernia tests? Is that a necessary thing? Of all the things they look for, it's like lice. Okay, I get it, because then you can spread it to other kids. That's a problem. I heard that kids now have to wear masks on their balls. So <laughs> it's good. That's good. Yeah. I think that that's only fair. God, I hope my nuts smelled terrible. I'm sure they did. I just got Mitty, your diet has is, is never been good. It's not true. It's, it's never been. I find think that everything I eat is delicious. <laughs> it's never been good. Uh, so Aaron Thomas, 54, been a teacher and coach at North Kingston High School since the 1990s before he resigned in June when the reports came to light. Mm. So, so far, no criminal chi- charges have been filed. Uh, a spokesperson for the state attorney general confirmed the investigation this week but did not provide details. His attorney, Thomas's attorney, John McDonald, pronouns pal, said that tests using skinfold calipers were done with parental consent and that mm. his client had hundreds of signed consent forms. All right, I have to ask you this, Vinny. In a case like this where you're looking at nude boys over decades of time, is having hundreds of consent forms a good thing? Or does it kind of make it seem like you knew you were up to something that you were going to have to prove that you had consent for at some and point? And the fact that he had them all still on file. Yeah, like he's got a stack of He's like, no, 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 look at this, look at this. I got signatures. Mom said it was cool. Mom <laughs> yeah. said it was cool. Yeah. I like how they said he's got skinfold calipers. What is that, like a fucking salad tong? Like, what <laughs> Possibly. Yeah, he's just <laughs> pinching the fatties. All right, put your pants back on. Get out of here, kid. Uh, boy, if I walked in. <laughs> nope, you're good. We got you. Yep, you're good. He said that he had all of this information as proof. However, the consent forms viewed by the Boston Globe make no mention of nudity. Right. That would be the problem. Then. Yes. And he's got all of these fucking useless pieces of papers that he saved, but none of it said, yes, my child should fucking strip naked in front of you and you pinch them. You, you don't have to measure someone's cock length to determine their uh, body weight or their whatever that. Now bend over. I got to measure asshole to tip. <laughs> exactly. Like, no, thank you. Should not be happening. Uh, 
So the test had started on the upper body with the shirt off and goes lower with the underwear on or off, he told the newspaper. It was simply quicker to do it without the underwear in the way. Underwear always gets in the way. Agreed. Of child rape, yes. Thomas measured the abductor muscles of the inner thigh but did not touch the groin area, his lawyer said. The consent form mentions assessing body fat composition, testing muscle strength and development, and was designed to help athletes reach their full potential. All right. I have a statement that I want to make. Please. If you coach young boys or young girls and your goal isn't to eventually coach at a collegiate or professional level, there should be a term limit for that. No grown adult man should enjoy coaching little boys. Unless there's something else going on. Every single coach should be the grumpy dad that doesn't want to be there. Correct. They should all have a white claw like Carl. <laughs> yes, they should They should be pounding white claws and looking at their watch the entire time. Do you guys want to run two more drills? We Fucking can, sprints, go. We can call it. Fucking done with this. But yeah, I agree with you. It's a weird thing. It's a weird. Enjoy. It's a weird profession, and the fact that this guy wants to see all these boys naked is weird. I don't care if he had consent forms. I don't care if he didn't touch them. Lock him up. So uh, North Kingston police told school officials in September that they were not pursuing criminal charges. Wow. But local police are now cooperating with the attorney general's office, who did get involved, and the school committee is also investigating. Thomas got another job at a private middle school in South Kingston in September, but was fired last week after all this became public. Who's so. that old guy over there? Uncle Paul, Uncle Paul, with the creepy old guy stare. Yeah. <laughs> Uncle Paul, now he's coming over here, slowly limping down the hall. It's too late now, cause here comes Uncle Paul. You gotta make a big boy love you. <laughs> gotta make a big boy love you. So, ladies and gentlemen, let's keep moving. This article came from People Magazine. Ooh. This was sent to me. It's in our usual The Smoking Gun or New York Post article. No. Or uh, or The Mirror. What's the other one that we love? I'm just going to read this article because it is so wonderfully written by the folks over at People. Great. It just paints a lovely picture. Here we go. At a 2016 Republican Party fundraiser at the Palm Beach mansion of former presidential candidate Ben Carson, 24-year-old ballet dancer... Ashley Byers met Doug Bainfield, a Navy veteran and technology consultant who had started several businesses. Although Doug was 30 years older than Ashley, sparks flew instantly. Ah, yes. It's a story as old as time itself, Vinny. A young, hot chick is so attracted to a much older man with a shit ton of money. If there was a sugar daddy seeking class, they would say, go to Ben Carson fucking fundraisers. Correct. Go to the Republican fundraisers. It's a good place to start. Yep. It's a pretty good place to start right there. Dress like a Fox News consultant and just fucking walk in there. You'll be all right. Short skirt. Anywhere where dinner costs $30,000 a plate, that's where you're going to find your uh, next hobby. Well, let me tell you something. Those sparks did fly. Yeah. 14 days later, married. I, that's how you know it's real when you get married after two weeks of dating. Yeah, that's proof right there that it's that's proof right there that it's nothing that's uh, nefarious going on at all. Well, the couple wasted little time building a future together, Carl. Good. Although she had only danced with small regional troops, Ashley wanted to build her own ballet company. What do you know? Okay. And Doug was happy to foot the bill for it. Okay, good. Give her something to do. Get out of the house. Yeah, there yeah. you go. Ashley, go run named- this thing. Ashley named the company the American National Ballet. Okay. It's a dumb name, Ashley. It's not a great name. It seems generic. Now, would you like to hear what their goal was, Carl? 
I hope it's not to uh, have fat chicks dancing. I hope that was That's what, what it is. Oh, God damn it, Ashley. It was built on the goal of hiring <laughs> dancers of all body types, Ugh. including curvier and shorter ones. It felt like a big break, one dancer tells people in its latest issue. Finally, someone wasn't going to tell me that I was too fat to dance. Well, they're just taking your money. It's not like you're performing in front of people. You're not getting on Broadway or anything like that. You're just, here, well, yeah, we'll take your money. You can dance here. Could you imagine, like, how good this Ashley fucks that she's convincing you to spend all of your money on a fat lady ballet? I, I mean... <laughs> I mean, Carl. I, it's it's enraging. It's enraging <laughs> it, because, look, it, if you're going to have a wife who's 30 years younger than you is hot. Yeah. It's enraging it, because, look, it, if you're going to have a wife who's 30 years younger than you is hot. Yeah. And then it turns out she's a dancer and, and she wants to hang out with her coming over. I know. I thought there'd be like a bunch of other hot chicks there. It's like, oh, cool. Dance school. Yeah. Can I go there? And then you're like, wait. What's this? And these fucking women are limping up to him going, thank you so much for the opportunity. Yeah. They're coming in with a dozen donuts to dance class. You're like, what the fuck? Who are these women? Now, uh, honey, uh, you said this was going to be a ballet. Uh, where are the dancers? Uh, it looks like the janitorial staff is on the stage. <laughs> Why is the 85 Bears defense here? I was looking for some dancers. Oh, God. <laughs> so as you can imagine, this didn't go well. Yeah. Doug began to run out of money, and the entire ballet company fell apart. The couple were soon embroiled in a messy divorce, where they began to trade allegations of abuse and infidelity. Then, on September 27, 2020, police responded to a 911 call at the home of Ashley's mother in Lakewood Ranch, Florida. They found Doug fatally shot on the bedroom floor, bleeding in three places. Okay. Now, Ashley told police her husband had tried to attack her, and she had shot him in self-defense. The Manatee County Sheriff's Office said that Ashley claimed Doug was attacking her during the incident, but the detectives found no evidence that she was acting in self-defense when she fired multiple shots at her husband. Based on the entry wounds on Douglas, it does not appear that he was facing Ashley when she began <laughs> it's shooting. Like that, it's like that most is like, ah, I was able to shoot him two times in the back. Oh, three gunshot <laughs> wounds to the back. Hit yeah. the music. By the way. Dead giveaway. I, I will tell you this, though. I'm on Ashley's side on this one, and I'll tell you why. Oh, you're going you're gonna to blame the mark? Yes. See, if you want to marry a young hot chick because you're a wealthy guy, you have to then stay wealthy. If you become unwealthy and then she wants to leave or murder you or whatever, that's on you. That's the contract that you're in right now. You got to stay wealthy. Keep your money. It, it really is. That kind of is the contract. I was She's actually, expecting. Yes. I was worried about you. And then I'm like, that's right. Vinny was never wealthy. Okay. Yeah. I don't have to worry about this a similar Ooh. scenario. Yeah. Apparently, she says she loves me for me. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's ridiculous. But the name of this episode, she loves me for me. Probably not. Okay. <laughs> it's actually going to be COVID fears Carl and Vinny. Yes. Um, <laughs> Vinny and Carl are indestructible should be the name of this episode. <laughs> Vinny and Carl are gods among us. <laughs> Douglas was not found to have any weapons on his person or near him. And they said he... It does not appear that Douglas had taken any kind of defensive or combative stance. Uh-oh. So we'll see what happens there. Ashley, you should probably piss him off more. If you're going to do this whole That's thing, true. you got to goad him to like, make him hit you. You got to say that his... You want me to bring my fat friends over here again? No. You want to have my fat No, what you say is, your brother's dick is bigger than yours, and that usually will get it going. Yeah. That's how Chrissy pisses off Carl. Oh, boy. All right, this is getting too personal now. 
All right. This next story is pretty fucked. Sorry. A teen girl in India has been found unconscious on a roadside after she was allegedly held captive and raped by a man for months to deliver his child. Hmm. Police say the unidentified girl is from Nagpur, a city in the central Indian state of Maharashtra, was found (laughs) unconscious last week on the road in Ujjain, a city around 320 miles away from her home. Okay. If those of you who didn't follow it, look at a map. Yeah. Uh, the 19-year-old girl regained consciousness Thursday after five days after she was found abandoned. The victim told police that a childless couple bought her for money, kept her in confinement for around 16 months while the husband raped her. The teen girl was thrown out by the couple after she delivered the baby for them. So wait, you purchase a girl and you're not allowed to have sex with her? I mean, you own her. This is not the India that I know. The Times of India <laughs> reported, based on the victim's complaint... The police have registered a case against five people, including the couple. The police have identified Rajpal Singh as the prime suspect who allegedly raped the girl after buying her from a human trafficker. The girl has also identified the human trafficker as a woman known as Chandra. Singh's wife could not bear a child, and the couple was desperate for a baby after their two kids died around 15 years ago. The victim said in the complaint the victim was unaware of the couple's plan and told the police that she was promised a well-paid job when she was brought to Yujan. I have to say... The teenager obviously did nothing to ingratiate herself into the lives of these people because they're like, all right, we just wanted the kid. Now we can abandon you. You think this guy wasn't sitting there singing, heaven, my baby. Yeah. What a lovely way. I mean, don't you think after He's 16 just like, months? just get out, bitch. Yeah, like having 16 months together, she had a lot of chances to make it feel like they wanted to keep her around. Also, I was thinking. It's if- India, man. How many mouths do you want to feed? That's true. I was thinking, though. If they had kept the teenager after she gave birth to the kid, that would be a hilarious sitcom. You know what I mean? Like, you rape this girl for 16 months, she gives birth. It's like almost like a who's the boss type of scenario. Yeah, it's the 2021 reboot of The Odd Couple. Yes! I think that'd be fun. Okay. Let's uh, get on it. So, I like how they said the victim was unaware of the couple's plans. Well, you were sex trafficked to them, so I yeah. don't think you really get a say. Uh, you, right. It doesn't matter if they gave you a tip on that or not. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't going to change anything. Yeah, I'm sure they told you a lot of things. Right. To get you into that cage initially. <laughs> After the girl became pregnant, the couple reportedly took care of her and even drove her to medical checkups, but they made an effort to hide her while she was in the vehicle. Meanwhile, Singh's wife reportedly staged that she was pregnant and convinced the neighbors. When the teen went into labor, she was admitted to a hospital under Singh's wife's name, where she underwent a cesarean operation. The couple took the baby and dropped the victim on the roadside. The victim also contracted an infection post-delivery, police said. Well, yeah, she's living on the roadside of India for five days. Yeah, after she just fucking got a baby fucking ripped out of her. A C-section from an Indian hospital. I can only imagine... This seems like a kind of a nightmare, to be honest with you. Yes, I would say so. That's like a bad situation. There's monsters in this fucking world, dude. And they most of them live in India. Not most of them. Oh, not most of them. They just happen to have a big population. Most Indian people are monsters is what you were trying to say, right? No, it's not what I was saying at all. I didn't say that. Okay. In fact, that comment. I denounce it. Fair enough. Ladies and gentlemen, that is a bingo that Carl just said fair enough. Fuck! (laughs) (laughs) I can't help it. Uh, What a fun show today, Carl. That was fun. I'm really glad to have you back in studio. We'll figure out a day this week. There's going to be a bonus episode on the Patreon. It's a good day to jump on that. Patreon.com backslash the creep off. You can join Carl's Cousaroos. I don't know why you would. Or you can join the VNN True Believers. Uh, You can leave us a voicemail at 585-371-8108. 
And you can email the creep off pod at gmail.com. Cuz. Cuzaroo. Cuzaroo. It's nice to be important. It's more important to be nice. Gagia. Oh, normally in a funeral service, the body is buried the next day. Oh, yes. Oh, the clock on my embalming room wall is ticking down. It's the creep off. Yes, yes. This is stupid. Oh, yeah. May your enemies be cursed in your podcast adventures. Oh.